So we're here with uh, Liam making this form. Please. Yeah. So Liam Teasdale of Meditation Nations. Um, oh, we're on already, are we? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> He's in recorder off the bat. He likes to capture the essence of everything. Oh, brilliant. Right from the start. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, Stop made the teas. Yeah. And <laughs> the kettle's not even boiled. <laughs> and uh, as you know, we're here with uh, Aslan. Yep. Thanks for having me, as Aslan. always. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I think that's the most important sort of thing at the moment is is separating spirit spirituality not not in the sense where like exclusively separating but for for the sake of um, to give an example like uh, how uh, vegans vegans make mock meat to make it easier for non vegans to transition over same sort of thing you know be like you don't have, it's it's not religious set, just set, separate it from religion and then once that you understand spirituality sort of bring religion back into it in a sort of air of understanding do you know what mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. um yeah. because people yeah that's what i mean people just people just immediately run run a mile i've i've been one of those people before you know I've, as soon as i as soon as i hear the word religion i i'm like no i'm not interested organized religion bad you know it's, it's just in, in, ingrained in you, you know, in, in a lot of people i think yeah um so I, mm. I I actually don't know uh, too much about. We've had a few conversations, mm. but like, what's your what has your what were you brought up with? I was raised Roman Catholic. Right. Um, I went to um, I went to an all boys uh, Roman Catholic boarding school, um, which I, I pretty much put down to my for the next ten years afterwards, hating hating everything about it. I think it was just drilled into me mass every day. Latinies were like, you know, three hour Latin masses, which you you didn't understand a word that was going on. And you know, as a as a thirteen year old kid, you're 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 pretty, yeah. It's tough. And what then, were they expecting to get out of that? Do you think? I mean, it's just. I mean, it, I mean it, it's. It, I guess it's just. Uh, it's the same as anything else. So, like in, in the education, so I mean, it's just. It, it's all just archaic. Yeah. It's yeah. Just yeah these yeah, are gotcha. archaic traditions. Yeah. Like archaic systems that. That yeah, desperately, desperately need to be. And I think they are being updated since, since I've been in school. Mm. At least I, I hope they are. Um, but um, but yeah, you still have them no, over 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 there. The all, all boys Catholic, all girls Catholic um, schools, and they're pretty pretty heavy still, right? mm. depending on who they're run by. Mine was pretty good, to be fair. I won't I won't bad mouth that school. So, I had a great experience there. So so what happened? Like, have you always been? Even when you were in school, did you feel like you were anti? No, no. I was very I was very into it in school. I I was. Um, I was in the choir. I, um, I I even did the altar boy altar boy thing quite a lot. I was quite heavily involved in um, in that sort of side of things. So I I guess I I guess it was coming out coming out. I kind of you can't you kind of realise it's all what's why have I spent so much of my time concentrating on that. You know, and, and you realise because it's not it is nice, I, I, and this is what I like about religion is it does bring a, a community sort of sense, and it and it brings people brings people together. And I think I was living in that at, at school, but then I come out of it, and I'm, you know, I'm getting given a credit card, and I'm and I'm, you know, I I, I don't know how to deal with credit cards and with things like why have I been concentrating? Why have I had four hours a week learning about this when? Yeah. And yeah, I guess it was bitterness for, for a long time. I was bitter about it. Um, 
I've since sort of come round to it, and I, I understand I understand its place and its role in society. And I think it is just the the few that kind of poison it, really. Mm. Unfortunately, mm. they're the ones who get all the attention. Mm. Mm. That's right. So, what um, I guess, what's your perspective on it now, like at this this day? Well, I it's funny you should ask. Actually, I watched um, I was watching a a really interesting debate. Um, with uh, between a guy called Jordan, I've spoken to you about Jordan oh, Peterson. Did, did you watch it? Brilliant. Um, so I, I was watching watching that, and it's basically Jordan Peterson, who's a clinical psychologist, but he's got quite a he's he, he's I won't say that he's a believer, but he's, he's he understands the place for religion, and he and he advocates for it to stay. Basically, and he's speaking to an atheist, um, uh, Matt Dillahunty. Um, and he basically is saying God doesn't exist, and you know we should we should sack it all off basically. Mm. Um, and it's two titans of you know very good debaters, and they're mm. both very they're both doctors, both very well studied in their field, and um, and they both put forward you know very very strong arguments. Um, and I, I was thinking about it afterwards, and I think what my view on it is is that. The gods that the gods that are portrayed in all of these um, books, so you know the Quran and the Bible, whatever whatever you're reading, the, the gods that are in most of these religions um, were meant to represent gods within us, and and I and I think the when you know when you're when you're supposed to sacrifice yourself, sacrifice yourself for these gods, you're supposed to um, love these gods with all your heart. You're supposed to do everything for these gods, which a lot of the things that atheists don't like about it is, is oh, why are you doing all this stuff for this guy, that this thing that you, you don't know exists. But when you look at it from the god is within you, it kind of all starts making sense. And, and, and I think they just didn't account for humanity's stupidity in turning it into, you know, taking it so literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and to further that, um, I, think, I think heaven... Um, Heaven represents not an afterlife necessarily, um, where people go if they live a good life, but it represents a heaven on earth. And if you do live a if you do live a good life, if you live by your values, if you live your, if you take your true path, then you can create heaven in your in this life here. And again, it's it's a it's it's a metaphor that's been taken too literally. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that's that's my view of it. Mm-hmm. I. I I like to see it that way because I, I think, yeah, because that, there's definitely something there. I mean, consciousness, you know. I mean, that that's still something that is un, unaccounted for. Really. I mean, no one's really got a good answer for what that is, mm. and that in itself is, you know, in my mind, that's the the inner God that, that everyone was talking about. Mm. Thoughts? Oh no, I can totally see where you're coming from with a lot of that. Um, I said this early days about you know the the um, the, the plight of atheists, especially with conventions and so forth. That um, I think that in itself is all, almost a little bit cultish. Mm, <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's kind of ironic in a way that mm. it's sort of gone down that path. Mm. Um, this week or, or probably tonight, like I'm I'm still grappling with a lot of different ideas, I guess. But um, I would say I'm leaning towards more agnosticism. Agnosticism before. Um, at one stage, like I'm still a fan of the likes of Richard Dawkins and those mm. sorts of people for mm. some of the work they do, but um, like you said before, I think there's 
there's so much good and overwhelming majority of people are doing great things connected to spirituality. Mm. And like you, I'm not sure whether you're alluding to this before, but I think spirituality and you know, and religion are far you know can be so independent of one another. Mm. They they can be intertwined through religion and so forth or through um, through faith and prayer. But I think that you know and I hope we'll talk about things like meditation and so forth, and I guess maybe the spiritual connectedness with that mm. as we go on. Um, but and all of the texts that I've read about, um, I guess, good mental health, a lot of them refer to spirituality. And they don't, they don't talk about religion in that, but they say, you know, I guess one's connected to, this, to their self and, and, um, and their, the world around them, um, amongst other things. Mm. So um, I, can, I can totally see that. And, and I like the way you put that. Mm. 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 Um, yeah, I never actually asked you this, but like what... Cause there was, there was a massive contrast in our families, you know, the way that we... So my, my family would always go to church every Sunday, and, and you guys you didn't believe in religion, did you? No. What, what, what was it? I wouldn't say that I was brought up, like, you know, passionately against religion or anything like that. Um, certainly, fam- like, my parents weren't, like, believers in God or, you know, in, in um, any of those sorts of things, but um, they never, you know imparted that on us and said, you know, you must not believe in this or anything like that. So I guess we were free if we wanted to, but we weren't taken to church or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much how that played. So you're right, there are definitely contrasts there. But having said that, you know, like I've, I guess, married into a family that, that are believers and, um, and I completely respect that and think that it's, it's beneficial. Um, and, you know, my son was, um, was christened you know, not long after, six months after being born or so. So, um, I, you know, I have no... I was married in a church, so there's no yes, walls put up there. Maybe maybe that's a laid-back... So I mean, like, I, it's, I wasn't going to upset, you know, people by, by waving this big banner. Well, and even when, you, actually, what funnily enough... What would you prefer to... <laughs> What would I prefer? Yeah. Um, this is going to sound really corny, but for just for people to be happy, like I gen- that's genuinely, you know what I mean. Like yeah. obviously the happiness of, of both people, but you know, in my case, the happiness of my my wife was um, meant more than me putting up a big, you know, stand and saying no, we're not getting married in church. Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough, the the priest that married us, he asked me what I was, and I was again at the time I was probably grappling towards agnostic and atheism, but I chose agnostic on that occasion. Um, and, and I'm happy that I did because he actually he had the, I don't know he seemed to have a soft spot for me for some reason um, and just we, we had this immediate connection sort of right off the bat and he, he was a good guy and um, you know it was good service and everything so um, no regrets as far as that's concerned mm. well, he, uh, he ended up marrying a Sri Lankan girl oh right okay yeah, nice yeah, I'd like to take credit. Yeah, no, please. Do. <laughs> yeah, you you <laughs> might as well. Yeah, there we go. Was, uh, pretty much put a wig, just put a wig on him, yeah. and there you go. That's, yeah, that's what he's trying to say. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah. What about your perspective, though? Sorry, just no, no, on, on that whole contrast. And did you? You said you just thought about it now, but did it ever? Um, did it ever come up in our upbringing or anything? Oh, the contrast. Or just in between, this might be controversial, but between like, you know, you and your, your network. I don't understand. What do you mean? Like your, um, like your family or anything? Do they ever say, oh, I guess they oh, wouldn't. They, no, they, they didn't, I suppose it, it came up like, uh, 
or does Aaron's family go to church? Mm. And I was like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you knew, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't that, say there's an antichrist Aaron? across the road. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, it, I mean, my parents, you know, they don't, they're not very, they're, they're strict in the way that they practice. But they're not strict as in like, oh, if people don't go to church, they're bad or anything like that. Mm. Um, whereas you do get a lot of people who are very, you know, that Yeah. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like like in, in Australia, it's less less like that. Like that, what you said before about being, I guess, devout throughout school, and then suddenly there's almost an awakening mm. when you leave. That, that rings true for a lot of people I know. Um, they went to Catholic schools and then um, as soon as they left, they're like, oh, thank God I don't have to do that every Monday morning for two hours, whatever it may be. Um, they wouldn't have it any other way. They learn a lot from it, I guess, in, in many ways. But um, at the same time, yeah, I'm not sure. They weren't probably, they, they weren't dedicated as much time as what they were at school. Maybe, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, think that's, I think also it's, it's important to, to note that, you know, met through the through the discipline and the, the practice that I did get from uh, you know, going to going to that as much as I may have hated it at the time or afterwards even for a, for a while. You know, I, I can't really say that that hasn't, you know, got me to where I am now and, you know, with my, my views on, on things. I, th- I think, yeah, I'd be, I'd be wrong to not give, give it credit, give it credit there. Mm. Um, because, that, and that's what I think is important. That's, that's what, that's why I really agree with um, Jordan Peterson in that in that in, in that debate is it it give, it's it's basically a set of stories um, that that is ingrained into into us to give us these values and it's not it's um, because what Matt Delahunty was saying is that we could just re, we could just write our own set of values take religion away from it and, and that would be fine which in theory is right but what Jordan Peterson argues is it's so ingrained into us that, that to take that away and try and do it again would be counter counterproductive. And I do I do agree with that because I, I it's it's just it's just when people take it too literally, I think. And and I mean now I would I mean I wouldn't even know what I would describe myself as. as I mean if I ever get asked the question, I, I will say yes, I am spiritual. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't know how. To describe myself any further than any further than that, I see value in in every religion that I know of. I can't say that I've, I'm well studied on on many of them, um, but I definitely see the place for it's my poems. Not my poems. No, I mean. He's referring to the leg banging. He's trying to be subtle. That'll be, good. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like we're smashing your head on the table. <laughs> Nervous. Can you untie me now? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. But that, I've, yeah. Again, that's um. I think it's a, it's a good way of putting it, and, and I guess it's not something you should um. You should really have to give a definitive answer on anyway, is it really? No, so I think it's very. I think that's what's important. It's it's personal. Mm. Yeah, I think as, I think as definitive as that answer was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in in the way you explained it. Yeah. Um, it's not something where you should have to you know say something really. Is it like no? Why should you have to be sure either way? Yeah. That's and that's yeah. that's the problem. That's the problem. Is 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 a lot, a lot of and that's the issue with with a lot of organised religions. Um, is is there's no. Um, there's no conversation. There's no. I mean, it's that, that's that's it. That's it. This is the way and and. 
and there's no sort of talking about it. You know, I mean, we look at just for an example how how far technology has has advanced in the last 20 years in, in the world, and we look at that from when religion religion started. The world's changed, you know, and 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 I think. I think it would make sense to, I don't know, I don't know what the, the, the right way around it would be, but it's a shame that there's not, like what Matt Delahunty says, is there's not revisions, you know, there's not, you know, okay, maybe maybe gay people aren't all that bad, you know, maybe maybe women aren't that, that much worse than us, yeah. you know, us men, you know, it's, and, and that's that's kind of where they shoot themselves in the foot a bit, yeah. because that, that argument is always going to be there, and, mm-hmm. and they can't hide away from that, you know, yeah. they say it in, yeah. in the books, mm-hmm. but... So, yeah, but that could be people just taking it too literally as well. There may yeah. be un- an underlying metaphorical reason for that as well that, mm. I, that I'm not seeing. But yeah, mm. what do you think? Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, I felt that in our f- um, first episode, right? Um, I felt like you were you were sort of um, you had you had an opinion against atheists. Or you had some, yeah, you felt like um, atheists were just getting too out of hand or... No, no, I wouldn't say, wouldn't say necessarily out of hand. No, no, my, yeah, no, my point was um, that, like I said before, like that it's almost like it's become an organised, like, cult of its own, the whole, and you know, you see conventions and so forth for atheism. What, um, what, what conventions? Well, they're on. I mean, they're on in Melbourne. They're on really? all around the world. Yeah, totally. Was yeah. that like that Matt Dalhunty guy? Like, I imagine it would have been someone. Mm. Like, so this is a world yeah. apart from seeing that video today. It's mm. a world that I've not been exposed to. Yeah. Or aware so I mean, of if, it, if it's if it's spreading hatred and if it's affecting someone, yeah, if you, if you're having a direct goal at someone. Um, and it's affecting someone, well then I think it's just as bad as trying to shove other ideas down people's yeah, throats as well, that yeah, aren't constructive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you just have to go on to like a video, of, you know, like say a, um, a, a sermon or something on a video on YouTube. I mean, people get on YouTube and just write whatever whatever they want yeah. um, and with no recourse or consequences. So well, I'm not saying I've seen that, but no doubt, you could just Google a sermon and there'll be all these people saying, oh, this, 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 this is all false. And then, yeah. But even, you know, just... Um, Trying to badmouth people. It's, yeah, yeah, just like trying to debunk it, basically, mm-hmm. which is. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, it might be it might be they're completely misinterpreting yeah. it anyway. So what they're they're interpreting is literal meaning. There's actually something more. Than exactly, it, which which makes them as bad as the people that they're yeah. berating. Really, that's right. It, <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, and that and that's what I, I I can't remember. I was trying to remember the name of the guy that talks a lot about this, but he talks about a. a way of thinking called integral thinking which is you're basically um it, and the stages it's like worldism or something but you're like if you're a worldly person you're you're at quite a high sort of level you know you, you sort of accept all religions but you still have um you still have a belief that that yours is the is the right way um and then there's there's a few stages below that and he's basically saying that there's this new new way of thinking which only a very tiny percentage of people are currently in uh, called integral thinking, which is basically everyone's got everyone's got their opinions, and every single one of those opinions have their purpose, mm. and and that purpose may well be personal to to that person and not serve me in any way, but it's it's up to them to have to have that purpose, and I will continue doing mine, and yeah. whichever's right is right, mm. which I, I I think that's 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 an important. Um, 
sort of message to, to push really mm. you know, in, in this day and age it's not about fixing fixing the broken yeah. the broken you know I mean these books have all been written mm. everyone, no one's going to forget that they have been written no one's going to forget what has been said in them it's about chain rewiring the way that we that we sort of look at things the, the perspective that we have on things how we receive this information and see the actual purpose that not only it serves you know maybe us individually but other people and our community as a whole mm. um, so yeah that, and I, I think I think that would if people keep if you start getting politicians in power and people who, who are pushing that which I, I don't know how likely that ever is going to be um, you know that, that's that's where we're going to make a, a difference mm, that's right yeah mm. uh, yeah that's an sort of idea I can get behind mm. Mm. you um, I've got no comment. <laughs> 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 I think you guys are somewhere. You're not obliged to say or do anything. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll just. <laughs> um, so, um, what about? I know that we we touched on a little bit before, like spirituality and so forth, with um, like with meditation. I know. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. Are you prepared to talk about that? And I guess um, how you got into it? Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, so how did I get into meditation? Um, well, so I, I read a book um, when I was uh, 26 years old, so two years ago. So I'm, I'm very, very new to, to the practice of meditation. And there's a book called uh, The Code to the Extraordinary Mind by a guy called Vishen Lakhiani. Um, he's the founder of this company called Mind Valley, um, this brilliant, brilliant company who are Basically, they've set their mission out to um, revolutionise the education system. Basically, get get rid of this archaic education system and get with the with the program. Basically, and they're doing some really, really brilliant things. Um, and he basically, in this uh, book, um, follows uh, a number of different um, entrepreneurs: uh, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, um, maybe a couple of other other ones in there. Um, and he connects. Um, he connects a lot of uh, a lot of these guys. Um, one thing that they they really um, swear by is their morning meditation, and that they. And he basically suggests that this is part of their sort of step above everybody else. Yeah. Um, I've always always been told by you know my what I would have called in the past my woo woo friends who <laughs> who um, would you know. Think, got to start you've got to meditate you've got to meditate like, yeah 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 you know I, not for me mm. you know, my 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 head it's not for me I, yeah. i'm i'm i've got my head's going a million miles an hour i don't i don't have time for it i don't not, not interested um and then i read this book and and you know you see okay richard branson elon musk these inspirational people and they're swearing by it and I'm like, okay, there's got to be, there's probably something there. Mm. Like, there's got to be something there. I've got to give it a go at least. Um, so in the in this book, he gives like a very very simple, which I'll give to you. So I, I listened to the first, um, mm. I listened to your first podcast, and, and it was like listening to myself right. talking about meditation, you know, because it, it, yep. it, it's and it is often the people who, who think they need it need it the least that, that benefit the most from it. Yep. In my case, that was, certainly was the case. Mm. Um, and this mind, this meditate, this mindfulness meditation. It's basically just um, you first of all just concentrate on your breathing, um, and um, you know just getting into the rhythm of your breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, 
Um, you then um, go through a gratitude exercise um, where in your head you basically think of three things in your personal life, uh, three things in your work life, and three things about yourself, most importantly, uh, that you're grateful for. Um, and you go through that, um, bring, for, bring to the front of your mind um, the emotions that come up when you think of these things. And it's about, it, it's, it's about, and this is, this is where I, I get a bit frustrated with, with meditation. I think meditation's quite a, like, like religion, like anything else, if people just get scared as soon as they hear it, I can't empty my mind, I can't do that, when am I ever going to be able to do that? Um, or I don't have the time, I, I don't, whatever it might be, I don't, I'm not a Zen Buddha, you know, I, I can't do that. I don't I think that's the right time. <laughs> Zen monk. Um, and uh, and I, I don't, that's not what meditation is for me. Um, and I don't know about a lot of types of meditation. I'd say my meditation that I practice and I sort of advocate for is, is mindfulness, um, which is just becoming aware and becoming comfortable of what's going on in your head. Um, and, and allowing these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions to come into your head and to, to be able to observe them in a non-judgmental sort of perspective, just so that you're aware. And it's like, it's like I know you both, uh, you both gym, right? It, it's, it, it's exactly the same process as going to the gym. You're not going to see immediate effects. It's mm. not, it's not, you're not going to do it and suddenly be like, oh wow, what have I been missing out on? It's a, it's a discipline, it's a practice you've got to do every day. And, and, and you've got to and really sort of work, you know, just work on, and it is as simple as close, sitting down in a comfortable position, closing your eyes and breathing. Mm. Um, and, and just allowing whatever comes into your head to come into your head. Yeah. Um, and and over time, uh, I I was shocked. Like I was genuinely shocked. And you, and you speak to anyone who who knows me since I started meditating. I, I was a, a incredible. I used to get stressed out so so easy at the smallest things. And I just thought that I just accepted. That's just mm -hmm. who I am. You know. I don't like people turning up late. I don't like you know if I'm not in control of something. I'm. I, and I just thought that's just the way I am. I started meditating, and within weeks, it, that that just started shedding. Yeah. Um, and and it, like to to the point where I just I couldn't ignore it. Like I, I was I, I was really sort of taken aback by it. I was I'm, like I've just got to keep doing it. And that's where I then later being like I want to I want to you know why was I 26 years old and only hearing about mm. this now? Yeah. Now why aren't they getting told this at the age of three, four years old? Why are we sat here and I'm mm. having to, you know, convince anyone that, that this is a good practice? Yeah. It takes no time um, and it's and it's no effort really, and the time it gives you back um, far outweighs the time it takes to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 how I got onto it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I've never never really looked back. And then obviously from that um, meditation nations, um, which uh, I. Was basically my attempt to, well, is is my attempt. I shouldn't say was. It's not over. <laughs> that hasn't even begun. Um, uh, is my attempt to sort of, you know, get 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 that word out there. And and like I said, meditation isn't necessarily what I'm advocating for. It's mindfulness and mm. it's it's yeah. creativity and it's, um, you know, I think meditation can be again so personal to people. It can be um, it can be drawing. It can be writing. It can be singing. It can, yeah. you know, it can be. What, what your meditation is can be anything, but it's, it's, it's about taking time out of your day for you. Yeah. You know, and, mm. uh, and we don't do that enough as a society. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what you said before about that bit having to train yourself and, you know, the, the gains, I guess, mm. the, um, the benefits will come in time. That came up in our last episode. Um, <laughs> Cobb said that he'd, uh, 
he, he was doing it for a while and then he just sort of dropped off and and that's exactly how he explained it. The fact that he built he'd built it up and then he, for whatever reason, and now he actually does pottery and that's his sort of replacement sure, for exactly. it. And he, yeah. he gets into this, that same sort of state and that um, that therapy from that, I guess, or for one of the description, yeah, the, um, the relief he gets from that. So um, you mentioned before about the, like, you know, it doesn't come in at that really young age at like, say, you know, five or mm. 10 years of age. Do you think there's... Is that happening? Like I know, yeah, mindfulness seems to be almost the word of, of this decade, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think now um, it is it is happening a lot more. I don't. I again, I, I still, I still, from as far as I'm aware, um, it's not a part of, of the curriculum. Um, certainly not in in the UK. I don't. I don't know about Australia. Mm. Um, which is funny, like it should be part of the creative. It's, it's, it's independent people. It's, it's up to schools basically. If yeah. They want to bring it, bring it in. And because mindfulness is, as you say, the you know the word of the decade, mm-hmm. it, a lot of companies and a lot of um, schools are starting to sort of catch on and yeah. start doing it. But it it needs to not be an extra. I mean, it needs. To, I I think it needs to be because it, it's so. It's it's just because it's so simple. And and it, and it, and just practicing it, even if it do, even if it doesn't do anything, it, it's not it's it's not a bad thing. I mean, mm. you're basically getting people to think about things to be grateful for. Um, uh, the next one in that in that phase was a, a forgiveness exercise where you think of someone who um, who has wronged you, and this can be you know something as little as um, you know saying something a bit off to you, um, mm. to you know stealing your girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and whatever you can sort of handle, and you picture this person in front of you, and you and you go through the process of forgiving this person. You know, and it and it like like I said, it's training you. It's training you for when when those situations actually come up in your real life, you're prepared for them because you've already gone through it in your head. Um, so I mean, it's it, it's. Even without the proof, the gains, as, as it were, it's mm. it's it's an obviously a, just a good practice yeah. you know, it, to, to to teach people to do. Um, and, I, and yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's what I would really want to push and, and take mm. it further than that as well. You know, start um, you know start using it as as treatment more as treatment. And I, I know that it's getting used now a lot to deal with mental health. There's um, uh, mindfulness, cognitive um, based. I can't remember the, the full term, but I know there's there's a lot a lot of that. Yeah. So it, it's 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 clearly being drug you know drug users as well. You know, but, uh, you know, get coming off coming off. Um, I mean, I, just just the other day, even just for pain relief, I had toothache, the worst toothache, and I, I sat for half an hour and I meditated and I concentrated on relieving that pain. And I don't know if it's just my head. I don't mm. know if it's just mind over matter or yeah. whatever it is. It's very hard to tell in these things, but. Yeah. It, it, it sorted me out. Yeah. Like, I felt better. It clears hangovers. Yeah. Like honestly, like mm. like no tomorrow. You drink yeah. drink a box of that goon stuff. No worries, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Like it, it, it's yeah. No, it's hard to say what how much of that is science. How much of that is sort of you know what's going on in, in yeah. your head. But, but it if, works. If, it works exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, I mean, if if the pain's there, and it's no longer. Well, it's got to be doing something. It's, yeah. 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 When so now. These days, when something like that would have previously angered you, let's say driving or something, I'm not mm. saying you're an angry driver, mm. but in, in, I think in, where we live, drivers are quite angry. I was thinking about it today because Aussie drivers are terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. you said it. <laughs> this guy got angry with me for um, for like parking the car, and then because I, I didn't like I, I actually put the car in like a space to, to let him out, but for some reason maybe I took too long. I don't know what I did. 
But he came back, so I just gave him this massive smile. Like, mm. I was actually annoyed that he mm. was annoyed. I, I won't lie. Mm. I, I didn't have this, you know, zen to go sure, to. Sure. I'd like to have that one day because these are the times, and I'll ask you in a moment, you know, how you deal with that. But, um, yeah, he, he just turned around and he, all of a sudden he's mouthing off at me. But I think the fact that I had this great big smile actually annoyed him even more. Mm. Probably not the best part of mine because, you know, who knows what he could do from there mm. if it's going to fire him up that much. So, so these days, if you're faced with something like that or an everyday annoyance that previously would have peeved you off, what, um, what goes through your mind and how do you process it? Yeah, so um, I, I think uh, I, Philip def- touches on this uh, de- de- definitely in his book, and I know he did on Sunday in, um, at the seminar. Is, uh, I think, and, and this is, I think, what mindfulness does. And it, it's, it's funny because you, you, don't, you don't really meditate much yourself, do you? But you, you talk the way, the way, the way, but it's almost like you do. You know, it's almost like you you do meditate. You just don't even realize it because you're the way that you you describe how we should go through life, and, and this is what what I'm coming on to is is you. It's about becoming an observer of 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 what what happens to you. It's about um, like I said, it's about receiving this this information and and receiving it without judgment and and as a as an observer and. And mindfulness trains trains you to, to be able to do that, and and instead of and, it, and I guess what it does is it trains your knee jerk reaction to be a mindful one rather than um, a rather than a, an aggressive one or a provocative one or which I, I I've definitely been I mean the te- I, even even now the temptations there mm. you know I want to I, I want to do that mm. but when you start realizing as as sort of Philip Philip touches on a lot that. You know everything you put out, everything you put out comes back to you, and and yeah. and the more you sort of live in that, the 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 more sort of ingrained into your mind it gets, and, yeah. and you, until it just starts to become, you don't even have to think about it. Mm. It just mm. it's just your natural reaction, yeah. um, and that that's that's what mindfulness sort of, that's what mindfulness has done for me. It's it's allowed me to to I guess it's yeah it's, it's made my knee jerk reaction a mindful more mm. conscious one, which is. A relief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting punched less. <laughs> Even better. So how how would you suggest that for someone that uh, isn't in practice of meditation but wants to get into mm. it? Um, it seems to be like a massive like chore. Mm. How do you get out of that mindset to do it? Well, yeah. I mean, for, first and foremost, forget everything you think you know about meditation. I, and look again, I don't want to say because I, this is a very specific personal meditation for me, um, and the what, and what I practice is personal to me. And I, and I don't want to say what you should or shouldn't do for other meditation practices because I'm I don't I don't know what I don't know what's um, I don't know anything about them really, um, but for me, um, first of all, forget everything you think you know about meditation. Forget about this whole clearing your head, um, emptying your mind. Um, we live in two thousand and eighteen. We 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 don't we don't have the um, you know the, the we're not fortunate enough to be able to just walk up a mountain and and be on our own for a week and you know practice silent meditation. It's as simple as. And I really do mean this when I say it. People laugh at me when I say it, but it it really is as simple as sitting down on your bed, getting comfortable, in an upright position, and breathing. And uh, I can't remember again. I can't remember who it was who who said this, but someone someone I, I read somewhere in an article I was reading recently, um, and 
they were basically talking about the, the huge, huge health benefits of just taking 20 mindful breaths a day. So that's, so in through the nose, out through the mouth, do that 20 times, even with your eyes closed, even without meditating. I think that really is the key to meditation, is the breathing. It is, it's allowing oxygen into your brain. It's, it's, it's just the whole, yeah, and it is as simple as that. Sit down on your bed, get comfortable, close your eyes. If you want to listen to music, listen to music. If you want to not listen to music, don't listen to music. And just breathe and just allow your thoughts to pass. And it is as simple as that. And, yeah. I, you know, and there's no, this is the beauty of meditation. There's no right or wrong. Mm. There's no, no one's going to be there telling, oh, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. You know, just give it a go. There's, you know, and, and you, will, you will find your right. You mm. know, you'll find the right way of doing it. Um, and be persistent at it. You know, you make it an everyday practice. You know, now I now can't, I can't get up. It's like having a morning coffee or, I, you know, I will, I will meditate before having a coffee, before having a shower, before anything. Yeah. Uh, that's my process. And if I don't, I feel it. I, yeah. I, I, I feel right. it. So, so it's a morning, is it just morning for you? I just do morning, yeah. yeah. I, and I just do 15 minutes, 15 minutes every morning. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I, you know, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people and they, you know, they'll sit there and they'll say they meditate for an hour. Personally, I, I don't, I, I don't see the, for me, I don't, I don't see the, I feel 15 minutes is optimal. I, mm. I, I think an hour you're, it's, I don't think it's a case of the longer you meditate, the more Zen you become. You yeah. know? It, it's about it's right. about getting getting what you what you want to achieve out mm. of it, and then and then coming out of it. Sure, yeah. if you want to meditate for longer, I'll sometimes do a half an hour meditation. I've certainly never done an hour, mm. so I don't know I don't know what that makes me. But <laughs> let me ask you, like, um, what's the difference between meditating in the morning when you first get up, or like? You wake up, you do all the other stuff, and then midday you do a meditation. Mm. Is there a? There must be a difference, mm. right? Yeah, um, yeah. There will, there will, there will be. And there's, uh, it's the this this same book um, that Vishen Lakhiani um, wrote. He he actually re released a series of um, meditations, um, uh, just binaural beats with music. Um, really, really nice. I I ended up buying it. Um, I'm doing a lot of work for Mind Valley here at the moment, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, in that he has different times of days, uh, for, and, and it's supposedly I, I don't know how what the science behind it is, but it's supposed to be for each time of day. So they've got a balanced one for mid, for the middle of the day. Um, I guess the the for meditating in the morning, um, that's just getting it's just getting your day set up. It's like it's like it's like writing a shopping list, you know, before you go shopping or, or something like that. It's getting your mind in order, ready for the probably hectic, stressful day you've got ahead of you in, in most people's cases. Um, the middle of the day meditation, I guess, would be more, I'll, I'll go meditate if I, get, if I get particularly stressed out or, or just something, something throws me to the point, which doesn't happen much nowadays, but if it does, um, I can just go take five minutes. And that's another thing, it can literally be five minutes. It can be just two, two minutes even. You know, yeah. if, if it's just two minutes, you're doing more than you were before, you yeah. know, that's yeah. fine. You don't have to do, you know, like I said, you don't have to do an hour, you don't even have to do 10 minutes, like, it can be five minutes. Um, so yeah, middle of the day, I guess it would just be, get yourself back. To where you want to where you want to be, and night time, I guess you know if you want to deep, uh, they do like deep sleep meditations and stuff like that, where different music. Again, I don't know how much sort of science sort of goes behind goes into these meditation mm. tracks. I don't know if they just say it and hope people just sort of placebo effect it, mm. or I don't know. It'd be pretty hard to measure, you think, wouldn't it? Yeah. And 
with the various or you know, everyone's I'm going to be I'm different. imagining with the amount of them that there yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mm. know. It's probably more a placebo thing, I'd say. Mm. Mm. Again, if it works. So yeah. how's your... Is your mind now, when you first wake up in the morning, different than it would have been prior to meditation? Um, different, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like it's like ta- it's like having it's like having a glass of water when you're thirsty, you know. It, it's it or having a, sh- a shower after a run, you know. It just it resets you. It gets you. It just puts you. It puts you where you want to be and I guess that's dependent on what you do in your meditation and that's why it, it is good to get like a structured an, an idea of what you want to get out of the meditation which is why I like the six phase um, this, this six phase meditation mm. and I'm actually um, with, with Philip I'm going to I'm going to do a my own sort of version of that and sort of extend it uh, to a 12 phase meditation based on um, ideas out of Philip's book right. um, and because I, I, I do think it's important to have some sort of a, an idea of what you want to get out of it, just sitting there closing your eyes, it's, it's easy to just sort of nod off. So yeah. You, you kind of want to have because that's what meditation is. You're getting to that in between state, in between mm. consciousness and falling asleep, and it's right. about getting that perfect sort of in between. Yeah. And sometimes I fall asleep, and, yeah. and, and that's that's just a natural thing that happens. Yeah. But you kind of want to keep your mind relatively active with some sort of structure, so mm. you you keep keep uh, sort of then goal. But, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that that's the best I could sort of explain it. It's like having a glass of water when you're thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. So when when you're in that, that perfect, like you said, in between state, like what what thoughts are there? Well, I mean Does it depend? Yeah, I mean it, it, there could be there could be something there could be something that's bugging you at work, in your personal life, in your relationship, with your friends, uh, that and and so, so that, yeah, so you've got obviously any sort of specific situations that are going on at the time, and then you've just got your your, your everyday sort of um, uh, just your everyday worries, your everyday stresses. Um, it, but it's also important, um, and that this is where the later phases go. It's not just about going, you know, thinking about and dealing with the things that have happened that are already there in your mind. It's about projecting and I guess manifesting what you what you want in the future as well mm. um, so one of the practices is is to um, is to you know say five years um, where do you want to be in five years time um, you know it could be speaking in front of for me it would be you know speaking in front of thousands of people um, you know inspiring them into something great yep. um, you know and, and the idea is is you is you you set that target and you and you and you imagine everything that you would feel if you reach that target and you and you relish in, in that in that celebratory moment where you reach that target in your mind mm. and it sets you know it sets yourself it sets yourself goals it sets you, it's exactly the same as journaling it's exactly yeah. the same as you know writing it, except your mind your mm. mind mapping you're doing yeah. it in your head you mm. know it's mm. it's all i think they're all it's all practices that we do do in every day life that we just sort of neglect to do with our brain yeah. which yeah. is kind of totally. the m- most important one mm. Um, you know, we do it so much for everything else. Um, yeah. It's just about being organised, mm. really. Not that I can really say I'm, I'm that organised, but <laughs> more organised now. Yeah, that makes total sense. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, um, I guess I've found that um, it goes back to that question the difference between morning and midday. I found that, um, yeah, I'm lazy to do meditation, but. I'll, I'll consciously read something that 
uh, will set my mind in a certain way. So um, I just I notice things like in the morning if I get upset about something, then for some reason later on in the day something upsetting will happen. Mm. Um, or if I if my mind's in a really happy state, then later in the day that will happen. Mm. Uh, so then I would yeah um, every morning I would just read some texts on something or read a book like maybe even listen to some Eckhart or something like that and um, yeah it just sets your mind in a certain way and it just finds I just find that the whole day just is more pleasant yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, meditation yeah. is something that um, I've always wanted to do but it's just for some reason it just make uh, <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> It, I, I find washing dishes easier than meditating. I, look, I, I, I think there's an argument that yeah. washing dishes is, is tough. I find it so therapeutic mm, washing mm. dishes, honestly. Mm. And, 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 and this, I think this is, I think this is the thing. Like, I think, and that's why I, what I was touching on earlier with the word meditation. I think people, people just immediately go, they just picture them, someone sat in that <laughs> lotus, lotus yeah. flower position and, oh no, not for me, I don't want to do that. But here's the thing, right, in some books that I'm reading, apparently meditation is the key to getting to like, the higher understanding of life. I don't think there's any, it seems to me meditation is the way. Well, pr praying, praying is is meditation. That mm. is that is that is religion's version of meditation. Yep. You get down on your knees and you and you pray to your God. You connect to mm. you connect to your God. Sure, I mean it. It definitely is. I mean it's it's the it's the, I think it's the oldest practice. Well, well one of the oldest mm. practices known to man. I mean it's, there's accounts of it all the way back to ancient China. Mm. You know? Like it, it's so yeah. I mean there's definitely something there, and it's it, it's amazing that only. Just we're only just really sort of cottoning onto it mm. um, again, like as a, on a as a real sort of force to be reckoned with, you know. Yeah. And and it's it's turned into a ma as you touched on earlier, like it's turned into a massive, massive industry now. You know, yeah. mindfulness, yeah. Uh, you know, wellness, um, mm. self, you know, self help, all all of that's become a massive booming um, market. All these apps and um, you know, calm and uh, you know, they're, they're, it's mad, mm. mad sort of. But yeah, but again, it's it, it, you can get mindfulness practices out of so many different medium mediums. Like there, there is there are so many different ways to. It's a, it, I for me, I think the important thing is, and what people forget to do so much in this day and age is is taking time out for themselves, and that can be anything. I enjoy meditating. Yeah. I enjoy sitting on my bed and doing the lotus flower position, classic meditation thing. Yeah. But someone else might enjoy going and writing a paragraph of their journal or their book, or you know, going and doing a watercolor painting down by the river, or mm. going for a bike ride, going to the gym. But what, what's to say going to the gym is not meditation? Mm -hmm. That's that. That for me is 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 meditation as well. It's yeah. about taking time out for yourself mm. because we, we we don't do that. Mm. We don't do that enough. Yeah. Know? Society doesn't allow us to do it. Do it yeah. enough. They don't encourage us to do it. <laughs> And that's why, and I think that's why I found it so such a profound effect. It's mm. because I was suddenly like, oh, I'm just taking time out for myself, and suddenly I'm I'm actually finding what I want to do, and I'm figuring stuff out about myself. And wow, this is amazing! No, yeah. it's not. It's just it's it's what happens when you when you take time out for yourself. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's all that's all it is really. Mm. Mm. Tomorrow tomorrow morning, I'm going to make it a point to do some meditation. Do it. So, do you want to join me on that? <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> I, I guess, uh, look, yeah, I'm 
I guess no busier than anyone else, but I've got a bit to juggle tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not discounting it altogether. I'll probably be woken by by a two year old child or, and be going up to get him out of bed, yeah. sleeping right up until he wakes up. But that's the guess. No one cares about that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like I've said all, all along, like it's something I'm very interested in and something I know, like you said, I can actually um, empathise with the fact how you said. I, I think I heard in a pod, another podcast at one stage that if you say you can't meditate for like five minutes, then you should do it for ten minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and so on and so forth. So, um, and it's just little irritants sometimes. You know, I find myself just overreacting for tiny little things. And I think if I can address that mm. through something that really is, is like you said, it's not a huge... Um, it's not actually a huge undertaking or an impulse. And like, once you get your yourself into it and into a bit of routine doing it, um, like Phil just said, like I'm sure it's easier said than done and, and good on you for, for vowing to do it straight away. Um, but the more, the more I hear about it, the more the, more the urge is growing. Sure, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And, and also, I mean, if you're ever unsure, I mean, YouTube is, a, is an amazing... <laughs> yeah, you know, and it gives you, and it, and it will give you so many different sort of people's perspectives on it, and uh, and it's about picking and choosing what works for you, you know, mm. and that's what I've done. I, I've, I've picked and choose from probably a handful of different people, and, and yeah. just turned it into my my own thing, and, mm, mm. and that's basically what I want to now go and teach people. And I yeah. want I want other people to learn it because mm. it is it is simple. It's very simple, like you say. It's very yeah. simple. Mm, mm. Yeah, and I hope, I hope, yeah, I hope, I hope I've got you a little bit closer to it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, awesome. I feel like this was a very meditative experience. <laughs> well, that's so you're, you're trying to you're trying to cop out of saying today was your meditation. You don't yeah. you realize that. Ah, you're still going to do it. Yeah. I see where you're going. Uh, so, um, tell us about like a bit more about Meditation Nation and where it's going, how it started, like you. Yeah, um, sure. So. Yeah, with Meditation Nations, I the idea um, was and and still is uh, to basically build a I've coined the term a conscious network uh, for mindful creatives in Melbourne. So um, the idea is basically to create an online platform for uh, like-minded creative people around Melbourne to um, showcase their own work and their businesses, um, and also to hopefully start creating collaborations um, that wouldn't normally happen um, towards, you know, sort of mindful business projects, uh, campaigns, charities, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, and I suppose, um, I suppose, you know, I mean, what, what, what Philip and I have been up to over the last sort of month or so, this is the first of um, hopefully many more with Philip and, mm. and, and, you know, the first of many uh, collaborations with other members of Meditation Nations. And I kind of, um, I was thinking about it the other day, and I, I mean, what, what I've basically done is I, I've, 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 I've got, a, I've created a website for everything in life that I think is really cool, um, and I'd like to know more about, um, and, and yeah, just brought, brought them all together onto this one sort of cool, I mean, it's still very early stage. It's not what not it's not what I have in my head right now, but mm. it, I, I think it will be. Uh, I hope I hope it will be what, one day what, what I envision it to be. It's just a cool platform with like-minded, creative people just bouncing off each other, and you know, away from the noise of Instagram and Facebook. You know, where you know there's a lot of crap. There's mm. a lot of just. We crap. spoke about it at one stage. I'm not sure if that made any of the cuts, but just the narcissism and stuff. 
Yeah. On, on Facebook. I had a bit of a rant. I'm not I sure if that, but <laughs> yeah. probably better didn't make it because yeah. yeah, no, Mark's not caring about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, and that's that, that's basically yeah, basically the idea is is to is to yeah, just make a cool platform that that people can just really express themselves on. Yeah. Know. I've localised it to Melbourne um, initially, um, and obviously if it kicks off, there's no sort of end to where I can sort of take it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Facebook, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's... I, that's... I, I'm also, like, I have a Facebook. I'm not dead against it. It's just something... No, that, no, yeah, I, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, do, yeah. I do as well. Mm. I do, I do. It's, it can, not it's many, very not useful. many people don't know. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so you can, it can be used for positive. Absolutely, no Abs- question. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's, that's another... Yeah, that's another... Mm. I think that's another... That's a great way of just looking at everywhere, everything that we're, mm. that's going on in society at the moment. Mm. You've got so many people who sit there and go... Uh, doom and gloom. You know what have the human, what have humans done to the world? Mm. What have you know? We we're gonna have no fish in fifty years. We've got Donald Trump as president of America. Mm. Where you know it's all gone to shit. But change your perspective on that, and you look at what's going on with you know Elon Musk, what he's doing with his space travel, and what yeah. he's doing with with his Tesla batteries, and, mm. and you know there's a lot of awesome awesome stuff going on about that. I can't remember yeah. why I've gone off on that tangent. Um, it was something to do with what you said. Um, <laughs> anyway. was, I think I was, we came off from Facebook and the yeah, positivity and, and, that, yeah, and yeah. Facebook can definitely be used as a, mm-hmm. as a tool for good. And I, and I, and I, get, and I, I plan on using it as, as, a, as a tool for good, you know, and I, and I know, Philip, yeah. you know Philip, Philip does the same. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a great way to, to, get, to mm. get important messages out there. The issue with it is it's, it's saturated with crap yeah <laughs> and that's mm. and that's you know that's what I, I that's kind of what I'm trying to sort of target with people that that sort of sticking point you know mm. when people are like you know one you look you can just look through things that you actually like without yeah. without these dumb memes that you've mm. seen a hundred times before yeah. and um, so yeah that's 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 it really yeah that's what yeah. I'm doing with meditation nations mm. yeah excellent mm. um, there was something I was going to say before about Probably why, it's my own fault, but why my, I guess, my mindfulness journey has probably had a bit of a backward step from the outset, because some of my few experiences I've had, um, thinking of, of trying to go to that place, remember I was in Sri Lanka not too long ago, and um, we went to went to go get a massage and stuff, and I just, I think my massage included this, you know, those float tanks, the, yeah, the float right. tanks, yeah, yeah. and um, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal, I think I had the massage first, and that consisted of pretty much being bashed around the head for about mm. half an hour. <laughs> so then to jump into this tank, that wasn't the cleanest no, thing I've right. been inside. And I was in so there. Like one of those sensory deprivation Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know how, like, I guess 21st century this one was. It was it was pretty, like, yeah, it wasn't the, the ideal environment. Because I'd just been bashed around the head, I've gone inside this tank and I'm just thinking, nah. Like, I actually, like, yeah. but I didn't feel... Like I could have stayed in there, but I just did, I wasn't feeling anything yeah, in there. So I'm like banging on the thing, get me out of here. Yeah, I'd be pretty off, off mindfulness at that point yeah. as well. I think again, not, not that that was mindfulness; it was so far from it. Sure, no. um, but I think I haven't done myself any favors with experiences yeah, like sure. that. So I need to, I'm, and they're not they're not in any way affecting me. Obviously, moving forward from this point on, maybe just avoid um, float tanks. Yeah, 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 I will definitely. <laughs> um, and I've heard good things. You know, they, they seem to be emerging even more. Well, yeah, well. that's. Uh, I've, I'm actually really, really interested in that. No, it's, it's an idea I've had for a while with 
with Meditation Nations maybe going going that way. I was thinking initially just to sort of having it as a as a sort of a hook to like, get people interested, you know, get get a float tag float yeah. tag experience. But the more sort of research I started doing on it, and obviously Joe Joe, if you listen to Joe Rogan's um, podcast, if you don't, I mm. recommend it. Yeah, I've I've um, heard of it. It's one of and the most he got, he raves yeah. about it. He, yeah, yeah. he just swears by it. You mm. know, the golf central never he's got one in his house yeah. right? and he says oh if there's one thing you do don't meditate don't do yoga yeah. sensory deprivation right. so there's obviously something to be said for it mm. um i've actually never done one though right. I, I still i've still never done one mm. um and i've heard such mixed reviews some people love it some people are like it's terrifying Cause it i think it was used as torture as well yeah, right. sensory deprivation was used as torture in in like the cold war or something like that so mm. a lot of people sort of relate it to like a torture <laughs> technique as well yeah. which is what a weird thing if, to get, if, get if over they're in that frame of mind before they go in that maybe they've got a few other things to do before they go in the <laughs> tank yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. and some, some even have like pen and paper and stuff <laughs> so if you but I've, I've heard so you can quickly you know if you get an idea or I think I was listening to a comedy podcast where um, yeah a comedian had gone into one and, and the one he went into had a pen and paper in there mm. just in case some well, idea yeah yeah it's interesting you should say that because uh, I can't remember if I was talking to you about I don't think I was talking to you about that Philip I think it's someone else but um, uh, they there's a a lot of people say that the the um, the state that you go into um, when you when you do meditate it's like theta theta or alpha alpha state um, should really know more about this um, the apparently it's it's where you can be your most creative and um, right uh, Albert Einstein, and I think it was Isaac Newton as well, both um, uh, quite quite famously, quite well documented. Well, quite well documented. They used to lie back on their bed um, and get into a meditative state, and they'd hold something heavy in their hand over the side of the bed, um, and and so just so they get into that meditative state. But if they fell asleep, the thing would drop out of their hand, and they'd wake right. up again. But the idea was, is while they're in that meditative state, where they got their most profound sort of creative ideas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so th- that makes wow. that sort of correlates with what, what you just said. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. That's pretty profound. Mm. Mm. I've not tried that either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might get that go tomorrow. Well, yeah. <laughs> so with yeah, actually that question from that. Like, so if you do fall asleep midway through or whatever like what are you sleeping sitting up and you sort of drift yeah. off and wake back up yeah, or, yeah. and it happens it yeah. happens I think anyone I think any any I, I, I hate to use the term meditation experts I don't mm-hmm. think it's I, I refuse to accept there's such a thing mm-hmm. um, but um, you know any meditation expert who would say they don't fall asleep they've got it the right every time I think that's rubbish you know I mean it the point of it is you'll get you are getting you are pushing yourself to to get to that point basically yeah. but to control it just before that mm. so yeah you do accidentally fall asleep sometimes you know yeah. and and, and, it, and that's and that's not a bad thing mm. it, it, it's you're still you're giving your your mind you're still giving your mind a time out your head your brain a time out you're giving yourself time for yourself and you know i mean if there's any time where your, your mind is going to be empty that's you know that's when it's going to be is when you fall you fall asleep i guess so yeah. Yeah. i think it still has its benefits when it, i mean if you're doing it every time like maybe maybe you need sleep to more. Think, sleep more <laughs> yeah. sleep more uh, drink a coffee before yeah. maybe i don't know um, i would do things like yeah that's what i was going to say i wouldn't say. drinking no. coffee i i try mm. i don't i don't drink coffee or anything before more because i've been told not to right. uh, i i don't know how mm. i don't know how 
much of a I, I definitely wouldn't recommend drinking before. Mm. I mm. can't imagine that helping yeah. at all. <laughs> I, not, not I don't drink, but yeah, good advice though. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know how I think that's something else. If you if you're drinking and then you're getting into, you think you're meditating and you're doing yeah. something differently yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I fall asleep every so often. I, we're, we're all human. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, no, um, I never asked you about your drinking. Why, why is it that you're never going to... You, a lot of your friends um, yeah. were, or seem to be quite... <laughs> Careful, yeah, <laughs> they're listening. Yeah, um, they seem to love the, the drink. But yeah, yeah, there was a time when I did drink. I, I'll admit that I like binge drank from probably like 16. Really? Um, yeah, like, but not not every weekend or anything, but just from time to time. It was just like binging. Was like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that that's eased off a little bit. I think the alcohol rates of sort of teenagers has dropped a little mm. bit from my understanding, which mm. is a great thing. Um, good. But I drank until I was probably about 20, but it, I don't know, a bit, maybe 19, 20 years of age. I, I didn't drink at my 21st birthday party. Um, but for me... And this happened right from when I first drank. It used to send me down in the dumps, pretty much get depression as a result immediately. Mm. The next morning, like my hangover was depression for a week, almost to the like to the minute. Mm. I could be like, so if I'd wake up, so let's say Saturday night, went out. Sunday morning, I'd wake up, just felt like down in the dumps, couldn't snap out of it. And then like the following, say Saturday night into Sunday morning, I'd be like, oh, I, I could do this again. Mm. And it was got pretty bad. Like I actually, um, not, like I didn't, pinpoint the alcohol which sounds a bit strange in hindsight because it was happening as a direct result having said that there were times when so I wouldn't drink and I almost again it was obviously in my mind but um, it might be so say that Saturday night scenario the following Sunday would come good then two weeks later and then again on the Saturday night even though I didn't drink I wake up the Sunday morning feeling down the dumps again and then I knew the next week was going to be really shit yeah. um, I actually I went on antidepressants for like a very brief period I because it was like clinical depression and it was quite, it was over quickly, relatively, like a week, and I'd be like, I could feel myself getting better um, without that medication, that is. When I first went on the medication, I thought, I don't need this stuff. Because I, I snapped out of it after a few days. I thought, I don't need this, like, I'm sick of this. And, you know, the stigma around medication mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. much stronger back then, like 15 years ago or something as well. So I, um, I just stopped taking them and I felt like my head like was going to explode like just this bumping headache and I think we ended up ringing the doctor and he said oh you can't do that like you have to you have to take you have to wean yourself off them you can't just stop taking them overnight so I think I, after that I sort of slowly weaned off over the, the next couple of weeks and, and that was it um, but I, I imagine I hadn't didn't drink at all after that um, I'm even now paranoid about like a Christmas cake or something if it's got mm -hmm. something in it just because again because I know how psychological it was and it is um, and I've had you know I'm sure I've had snippets of alcohol here and there um, sips of wine at wedding or something like that and it's been no ill effect whatsoever but that's the story behind it um, funnily enough when I first started my job um, I got to the office and within the first pretty much first day or shift the, this guy said to me um also, you know, you have to come join us for drinks and all this sort of stuff. And, and it, like, it was all about the social initiation, I guess. And I said, oh, I, I don't drink. I thought, well, you know, what have I got to hide? Um, I was junior, brand new, quite young in this office. And um, first thing he said, oh, we can't trust you then. 
and he was absolutely—he was a hundred percent like being truthful. Yeah. He felt he couldn't trust me, and this guy, <coughs> this guy had a checkered history to say the least. I'm glad I'm not in his shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, he's a whole different story for another day. But um, thankfully, that wasn't throughout the whole office that I was in. That that um, attitude. There was others, and I, you know, I had. I couldn't wait to get out of that office, and I did as soon as I could. As soon as my time was up, I was gone. But um, yeah, that that was actually a bit of a, I guess, a, a baptism of fire to walk in. And, and there's even in, like, yeah, in my job, there's still that culture, I guess. Yeah. It, it's probably lesser now, um, but yeah, it, it was frowned upon to not drink. Mm. I'd say I'd say that's probably pretty pretty common across a lot of a lot of our. I've certainly been. One of the things I hated most about university was that was that just that it was you just had to you had to I have I have to drink all of that <laughs> like why why do I have to do that I uh, do I think I think it's you know testament to you for you know being able to being able to you know stay strong and say no because I think a lot of people myself myself included in the past have you know despite not really feeling like drinking I've, I've just done it because. That's what everyone else is doing, and it's almost easier just to do it than yeah. to say no because the amount of shit you get from from your friends yeah. from as soon as you just made that one yeah. one night, you say, oh, I don't really fancy it. What? <laughs> what? What? Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Can I not just say no? Yeah. You know, uh, and it's easier to just go, yeah, <laughs> sure. But uh, so, it yeah. eventually stops. I'll tell you, like it yeah. takes ages, but no, it eventually I, stops. Yeah, yeah. I, I still get yeah. sometimes, but I actually I'm immune to it now. Like the sort of. The, the reaction, right? yeah. just, I actually, I almost attack people back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like, I, cause probably more cause I'm just so comfortable with it now, but um, yeah, it took ages, like, you know, what's it been like probably 13, 14 years mm. now. Mm. Um, and now it's just like, yeah. But having said that, that probably only five years ago, I used to think I actually would still, I still like the idea of being able to have a couple of beers, even though mm. I, hate, I always hated beer, but mm. being able to have a couple of whatever, you know, um, mm. drinks, just at a social type scenario, but now I've, I've completely let go of that. Yeah, that doesn't interest yeah. me at all. And I'm not. I look. Yeah, I would say like I. I do actually feel a little bit against alcohol, to be honest. Yeah, oh, the damage well, that I'm, it does. Quite and, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think. I think any anyone in a sane mind has to take a negative outlook on alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's it's ludicrous, really, that 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 amongst you know that well, why is that so that and tobacco is just it's just, i mean obviously it's money mm. money makes the world go around mm. this, this day and age unfortunately but the fact that those are even legal is, yeah. is ridiculous yeah. i mean how they justify making other things illegal when they've got these two yeah. these two things just there like, mm-hmm. and they're making so much money off them like yeah. it's yeah it's ridiculous mm. it, it is and, and that's another thing with that with alcohol it's funny i, I don't know i can only speak about my own personal experience because i've never felt addiction to alcohol I've, I've been I've, I've suffered with small addictions in my life but nothing major but alcohol's definitely never been one of them mm. um, and I think that's the case with a lot of people is is it is that peer pressure that keeps them drinking it's yeah. it's that social sort of pressure to you know to to keep doing it because it's almost yeah. like the only in a lot of people's minds it's the only way you can socialize yeah yeah you know like you that's know, I, right i remember when you when when we did we did dry july once and and it was genuine it was sad you mm. know we'd meet up and what do we do <laughs> yeah. what do we do you know and, it, and it's, yeah. it, it really is quite telling that you know that that's what you do for fun you mm. know and it yeah mm. it's but i don't think people are actually many people are actually addicted to alcohol no. i think it's that that mm. i know people are addicted and i don't want to upset any you know anyone mm. who's sort of 
it has been through yes, it, yeah, yeah. a lot of people I think are just they, they can't say no mm-hmm. you know that's yeah I think there's there's still an underlying binge drinking sort of culture there mm-hmm. if, if you ask me and, it's, and like you say that's not I don't feel that that's addiction in, in the majority no um, the addicted people are just yeah are obviously just intoxicated and I've I've come across people um, who have been probably four or five times the legal limit like say for driving mm. just the whole time that's mm. just their life and mm. they, so if they don't maintain that they'll if they actually just went cold turkey they die yeah because of the yeah. dependency on it which is incredible really when you think about it mm. um, so but yeah like I said I think the, the majority are just and, and there's still a lot that just have a few here and there there's some people who, who think to just go every night and have a few and that's obviously a bit of a worry and they feel like they have to have it but um, yeah it, it's how it's legal considered like you said considering the damage that it does but be, I guess because it's legal it's mm. people are out there getting their hands on what's your stance on how um, because there's, there's there's an obvious like binge no, it, I know in the UK again I, I was brought up mm. in the UK so a lot of my sort of information is from there but in the UK certainly back when I was there and I imagine still now there's there was big sort of binge binge drinking problems and they did a number of things to sort of try and tackle it um, uh, you know lockout laws and you know times they can serve to what drinks they can serve after similar to what they're doing in mm-hmm. Sydney um, uh, recently I think well. they tried to hear for about like one more I think it didn't fly did it <laughs> no I don't know yeah, something just went horribly wrong, wrong and uh, yeah, just um, like, yeah but uh, they what they, they, I remember reading and um, like hearing a lot that you know over in countries like Spain and France and like the Mediterranean mm. where drinking's ingrained into the culture at, a, at an early age. You, yep. know, you sit down at the age of you know sort of 11, 12 years mm. old, you might have a glass of wine at the table with yep. your parents. And I think psychologically that. I mean, what your what's what's your opinion mm. now? I mean, the, yeah. the, the like, they they don't seem to have much of a binge drinking problem. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and in England, the the idea of you know I don't know about over here. I imagine it's similar to England. Mm-hmm. The idea at the age of 11, 12 years old drinking alcohol mm. and drink with your parents. Yes. No. Like. Yeah. Well. So it's that rebellious. I don't want to be too disparaging of um of Australian people, <laughs> but I think I think there's still some people out there who are you know sitting around having beers or at a party or something mm. like that, and their 11 year old walks in and they go, "Oh, you have a swig of this." Or no doubt that's still occurring. Sure. Yeah. Not that um not that the most yeah, not the majority that's very much a minority yeah, are doing yeah. that but no uh, I think I'm like it's amazing that how the two different cultures like you said before like you know even going down to the, the local piazza or square or whatever and then everyone's down there and it's it's just embedded so much and, and obviously has been for so long mm. that that just works and people don't grow up with, with alcohol issues mm, mm. Um, clearly that that works mm. so like personally I find, I find I find the idea of that so much more comforting, mm. um, and I would one hundred percent welcome if if that was somehow transferable. Yeah, to bring in, it would yeah. be bring in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's all <laughs> going on. Maybe it's the the actual um, type of alcohol as well. You know, just yeah. introducing wines, and you know, I, you hear of all these benefits of wines too. So it, starting them early and getting people um, to drink in that moderation. So obviously um, it works in that context of not having those, I guess you look at the public order or the, you know, the fighting in the streets and so mm. forth that you see in, in a lot of Australian cities too, that like you said, you probably don't see in, um, in some of your events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, I will t- I'll take this opportunity to link this back to mindfulness as well. Sure. And, and I, th- I think it's, it's, a, it's a human's sort of need, their desire to, to 
to go out drinking um, and and not really think about the not the not just the immediate effects that, that drinking can bring on you, mm. arguing with your friends, fighting, um, the hangover, um, but but also you know the long term effects of what it's doing to your body and what it's you know it's ultimately you know killing killing you. Same. Mm. Um, and I think the practice of mindfulness teaches teaches you to hold yourself in higher regard than than any anything else, and and to love self love, you know, and to love to love yourself and to treat yourself, you know, my body is a temple, you know, mm. for for example. Mm. Um, and I think if if that practice was ingrained in people at a very at a very early age, the the idea of alcohol would naturally just be shifted because they they'd see it doesn't didn't serve them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and without without mindfulness, without being sort of taught that you get because all all you've got is your parents telling you don't do that. And what, what are you gonna do when your parents tell you not That's to right. do something? Like I mean yeah. it's I've never yeah. done anything my parents have told me not to do. Like, yeah. of course not. Mm. I'm gonna do that now. Um, and I think that it's it's about teaching people to to learn that themselves, you yeah. know, because kids don't respond well to being told not That's to do right. something. You know? yeah. So, so if, if kids are taught to just love themselves from from an early age, maybe that will they, that will go. Oh, love myself. Okay, maybe I shouldn't put this poison in my body mm -hmm. uh, every weekend. Yeah. You know, to the extent that people mm -hmm. do now. Mm -hmm. uh, and look, I'm saying this. I'm saying this as someone who's done this. I, I, I and and still do do it sometimes. Yeah. You know, I, I I still drink. I I, I smoke sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I I'm not I'm not perfect, but. It, I think about it now, mm, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I'm very wary of, of what it's doing to me, and, it, and it's on my radar as something that mm. I want to address. Yeah. And a lot of people, I don't think it's, it's not even on the radar that mm. they want to address it. It's just that's that's it. That's what I need to do to de-stress, to relax, yeah, to yeah. whatever it is. That's it. So, so yeah, okay. yeah, mm. yeah. And we've touched on, you know, the I think one of the episodes was at the uh, the problems with youth, mm. which is actually the opposite of that. Like me, I'm ever the optimist, and like I said before, I'm. I saw some research that said that the attitudes towards alcohol are actually changing greatly, and, mm. um, and towards binge drinking as well. Particularly, you know, with the current, I guess, teen adolescents that are that are growing up. Um, so I, I think that there's this change under underway. As and there probably here. is a correlation mm. between you know the boom of mindfulness and yeah. that change. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that. I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't argue that if, if someone told me that. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that mm. does that does make sense. It's interesting. Yeah. And you do notice, you do notice it. You do notice it. I notice it with a lot of my younger sort of family members. They're they're a lot, a lot more sensible than I was back then. I, yeah. well, I don't know if that's just something that you do when you when you're old. You, I know you don't normally do you. You normally look back and go, "Oh, I was never that bad." Mm. So I think I think that, that's that's telling in itself. Probably, yeah. Mm. Hopefully. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I don't feel like any of mine are like say um, nephews and nieces and stuff are quite sort of old enough to make that assessment, but it's interesting to, to mm. sort of look at it from that perspective. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. Well, it's been, um, it's been enlightening if I can say that. Like, yeah, no, it's, um, I've really, really enjoyed mm, it. Mm. really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Mm. Mm. Been a pleasure and, and yeah, thanks for sharing some of your ideas and look forward to catching up down the track and, yeah. and hearing where you've gone. And yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I'd love to come back anytime. <laughs> so yeah, please yeah. let me know. Thank you. Thank you guys. <laughs>